Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Steam Up the Classroom. Hey there, welcome to a special episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast and the Steam Up the Classroom Podcast. We are double hosting, double the pleasure, double the fun. I am Chris Woods, host of the STEM Everyday Podcast. And I am Tori Cameron, host of Steam Up the Classroom Podcast. And today we're coming at you with a special double podcast. We're going to be interviewing each other, so let's see how this goes today. Welcome to the show, Tori. Welcome to the show, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. It's great to be on your show, Tari. Yeah, this is really cool. So, I'm excited for this. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think hopefully teachers and educators listening that you can, you can get a, both a sense of, of some ideas of, of why we both like STEM and STEAM, and you'll probably also get some ideas of, of what podcasts are all about and why, why we're both doing podcasts even though we're spending our time in front of kids in the classroom every day. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Tori, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, why, why you like um, STEM. Uh, how, are you a teacher? Uh, your podcast a little bit? Go ahead. Tell us. Sure. Okay. Um, so, I am a middle school teacher, and I teach math and science um, out in Massachusetts. Right. Um, and, which is in the United States. And... Um, I actually, when I was teaching fourth grade, the, um, the partner teacher that I had, um, she was teaching double social studies and I would teach double science. And so I started my love of science with teaching um, when I was in fourth grade. And then I um, moved to another school and I started focusing more and more on the math and sciences and, uh, and then had an opportunity to actually work for a nonprofit where I was their director of STEM, and I created curriculum and programs uh, for preschool all the way up through high school um, for them and all sorts of different STEM. And basically, it was any cool new ideas, any new products um, we could get grants for and we would have funding for to be able to create programs around. So really, the possibilities were endless. But I did mm -hmm. find myself really missing the classroom. Yeah. And, um, and so now here I am back this year um, teaching again. And, um, and now I'm focusing just on math and sciences. And, um, and in my room, I like to incorporate different STEM opportunities for the kids and, um, and slowly um, tease to the other teachers and to my administration um, to let them know how many possibilities there are for STEM. Yeah. And so now we're moving forward and hopefully creating a makerspace and we have STEM camps and cool. STEM after school clubs and everything. So um, it's, it's really awesome. I love it. And the kids, they just light up when we start doing different STEM activities. So I try and incorporate it more and more and more into all of my different lessons. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and so uh, this past summer, I actually presented at the Education Closet Summer Conference 
they have an arts integration and STEAM conference, and I had attended it for a few years and, um, and absolutely love it. It's honestly one of the best conferences because one, I mean, who doesn't love STEAM? But right. two, because it's actually all online, so anyone from anywhere in the world can attend. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, it's so cool. And so, you know, you can attend in your PJs. And so I actually <laughs> presented, and I presented uh, all about cardboard and how I had done the cardboard challenge. And I just loved talking to everyone and getting that chance to really reach out to people. And um, and more and more, I was talking to people on Twitter and I got mm -hmm. I caught the bug. And yep. I was like, how can I keep these conversations flowing? And so then I started listening to podcasts a lot this summer. Mm -hmm. And um, and ones that had to do with teaching and ones that had absolutely nothing to do with teaching. And yeah. I find them so intriguing and also addicting. Like I'll put them on my phone and I'll walk around the house and I will be listening to podcasts yeah. <laughs> everywhere I go. And and then I just, I got the idea that what if I started my own podcast and uh, here I am. And I've been asking you know friends on Twitter and anyone that really wants to come on the show, I'll, I'll try and make it happen. And, um, and honestly, it's, one of the number one things I look forward to with any, everything going on in my life is just it's so much fun and here yeah. we are today and um and you and I connecting which is pretty awesome and honestly I'm fangirling fangirling a little bit right now <laughs> that we're talking <laughs> <laughs> so how about you how did you get into um STEM and podcasting and 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 everything that you're doing right now yeah well thanks thanks Tori um so I'm Chris Woods. Uh, I, I, I grew up liking math and science. I, as a kid, you know, I mean, I loved pulling out the, the bin of Legos and dumping them on the ground and building stuff with my brother. Um, so, so right away, I mean, I, I turned that into, I really like uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, even though I actually, funny story, I, I ended up heading off to an engineering college, not knowing really what engineering was, except that it was mathy and sciencey. So, so that I think maybe became part of my uh, reason, my motivation for really trying to interest kids every day in my classroom about science, technology, engineering, and math, because I didn't even know what an engineer was. And I was, I was like a 4.0 student and nobody told me what an engineer was. Um, and, and really it's just, you know, making stuff and then making it better, uh, building stuff, designing it and refining it. And, and so anyway, so I, I started showing things in my classroom and, and doing activities with kids. And then I was like, I got to share this with other teachers because my kids are really loving it. So yeah. I, I hopped on, hopped on the web and I asked a, a computer teacher in my school, Hey, you know, can I start a website? Should I start, you know, what? And he's like, well, try, try Twitter. And so I did. And I found out there's tons of teachers on Twitter. And so I just started mm -hmm. sharing all these ideas and things I was doing in my classroom. And, um, and, and then uh, these people at SDAC, uh, which is a education uh, group in Kansas, in the United States, they said, hey, would you be willing to do a, a podcast? And I was like, well, I, cool. used, to a, I used to be a, a radio DJ in college to, to just have fun and, and pay some bills. And I said, sure, that'd be fun. And so here I am, you know, almost 100 shows later. Uh, it's been great to, honestly, podcasts are, are, are so much fun, aren't they, Tori? Um, they are so much fun. <laughs> you, I, and I've found myself more and more lately uh, just 
as I connect with people on, on Twitter, I say, hey, would you, like to be a, would you like to be a guest on the show? Because I'd love for you to be able to tell your story of what you're doing in your classroom or, or not even people in the classroom now. I've, I've been able to talk with people who uh, write children's books uh, like Andrea Beatty. Uh, who wrote, I know. Wrote, oh, that episode was amazing, by the way. Yeah. And, and then just like last, last week interviewing um, um, now I'm, I'm Tamara Robertson, who was, who was uh, part of Mythbusters, The Search. And oh, cool. amazing teachers. All you have to do is just, um, just ask, just, just step out and try something new. And it's incredible uh, the people, and even like today, to be able to, to meet with Tori, another podcaster. And, and just how incredible an opportunity that is. Try something new, teachers. Seriously, yeah, try something new. We had a um, PD, PD day the other day, and it was just so great because we all got to try new things and to, to really explore what other options are out there. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Try something new. I like that. <laughs> you know, we both, we both have already mentioned Twitter. Um, I'm sure you find plenty of great ideas. I find great ideas in there too. Uh, you, can, you can find Tori by searching uh, for Tori Cameron, T-O-R-I, uh, or she's at Steam Up the C-L-S-R-M, Steam Up the Classroom. That'll be in our show notes afterwards. Yep. Oh, and you can find Chris at Daily STEM. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question, Chris. Yeah. If your Twitter is Daily STEM, how can people incorporate STEM into their life or into their classroom every day? What do you think? Yeah. So great question. I, I, I really look at STEM as, as this thing that uh, a lot of teachers, a lot of educators um, go to a conference and they, they find these kits or these programs or these, these fun robots and things like that. And they bring them back to their classroom and they say, hey, this is going to be our STEM and this is going to be our STEM activity. And, and then we do the STEM activity and then we put it away. And so there's only mm -hmm. these little STEM times, or these little STEM classes. And, and all those STEM classes and activities are great. I mean, they're phenomenal. But I think we need to take it one step further and, and really look at ways that, that STEM is involved in our everyday lives and, and drawing those kids in every day, every, every class period. Find something that you can do to connect math, science, techno technology, engineering, any of those things. Find a way to connect it to whatever you're doing. And it doesn't matter what, what kind of teacher you are. Um, what subject, what grade, um, just find little ways every day. So. Yeah, I was talking to um, one of the episodes, it's not out yet, but um, JC and Mandy, they're coming up and we were talking about how you can incorporate STEM and literacy and really make that connection with uh, different books and stories. And it's something that I, I think people, if they have never really made that connection or thought about it, um, once they do, they're like, oh, wow, there's really so many possibilities that you can, can do in your room and with your kids. And, and then I feel like that opens the doors for what other subjects can we use that's not just the, um, you know, the math and sciences. What other subjects can we put STEM into? And, and I think just those small conversations can lead to such a bigger conversation down the road, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really, I mean, you look at, you look at today, you look in the news and things like that, and you'll see often stories of, of historians who are using technology and, and different engineering things to be able to recreate and, and dig up and, and explore ancient history and ancient um, civilizations. And, and what an easy, simple way to draw history in STEM. Together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. 
Now you live in a pretty you live in a pretty history rich area, you know, out in the the east coast of the United States. There's a lot of you know um, revolutionary war era stuff. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I've never really uh, until I became a teacher, I never really thought about how much history is right around us. I mean, where I live, I'm what. 30 minutes away from Boston, give or take. And just going into the city, there's so much history everywhere. And to be able to make the connections between history and STEM and really drive home those connections with the kids and for them to realize, wow, we have so much history and STEM around us. Um, Definitely something that I've been thinking about and trying to figure out ways to add more and more into my lessons. It's not always easy though, you know, when we have the curriculum that we have to make sure that we get done. And, and yeah. I mean, at least my school and I know many schools have the, um, cr- the curriculum sets with mm-hmm. books and everything. So yeah. it's, it's definitely a learning curve and I would never say that I'm an expert at it. And then definitely every day I'll try and add more and more and try and better my teaching just to yeah. better um, the, the kids learning. So yeah. <laughs> my little soapbox. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We have, we have, we have very similar soapboxes, Tori. So. Um, hey, how about I'll ask you this question and maybe you want to ask me, you know, uh, what kind of STEM things have you done in your classroom that have been really fun, really interesting, really exciting, something that educators could could benefit from? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, as I mentioned before, uh, the cardboard challenge is the best thing that I have ever done and I've done it several times and every single time um, we do it, it's just, it's the best. It's the kids love it. The parents love it. I just feel like the what the kids get out of it is just so much. You know that they're going to remember it forever. And um, for anyone that's unaware of the Cardboard Challenge, look up Kane's Arcade, C-A-I-N-E-S. And um, basically the kids create different arcade games out of cardboard. Yeah. And then the parents came in and they played them. Um, and it, it's I couldn't gush about it more. <laughs> it's that great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's always definitely my number one, but we've done a bunch of other things. Um, and maybe I'll talk about what's coming up. Um, so as you know, Pi Day is coming up March mm-hmm. 14th. Yep. And so I'm already thinking about different, um, activities that the kids can do. And, um, and I know that we actually have a half day on that day and, uh, the, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up on that following Saturday. Yep. And, and I thought, oh, how can we kind of add Pi Day in with St. Patrick's Day? And I know this is a common activity that many um, kids have done or, or teachers have done, but we're actually going to make a leprechaun tra- traps. And huh. and the kids are like, what do you mean leprechaun traps? And um, and so we're gonna ha- they're gonna have to figure out they're gonna have to figure out a different way to engineer a way to trap something inside. So obviously that something will be the leprechaun but yeah. so we're going to use different kind of kitchen sink materials you know the stuff that you find underneath the kitchen sink like the cardboard the paper towels um yep. any kind of like net all that kind of stuff and they're gonna create traps and uh and we'll see if anyone catches a leprechaun wow. <laughs> definitely gonna stock up on some gold coins and some lucky charms <laughs> but i mean that's just you can do that any grade level and the kids are gonna love it no matter yeah. what um, so I'm excited for that that's coming up. What about you? Do you have any anything exciting coming up? Any fun days or or whatnot? I could um I could add one more if you wanted or Yeah, go yeah, definitely go right go right ahead and then I'll I'll share a couple real quick. Sure. 
So um, we have a unit coming up. We're going to do body systems. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I'm actually going to, it's going to be, I'm going to build out those unit and the kids are going to do, you know, the typical posters where they draw where the body system is found in, in the body. And then they're actually going to build a replica of something that's in the body. So they're either going to have to make oh. like a working whatever body system that their group is, they're going to have yep. to make like a hand that can uh, make a fist or a heart that can pump the blood. So um, they're going to have to come up with their own idea. I'm going to give them endless possibilities as long as we can find the materials for it. Um, and they can you know, either find the materials at home or we have it around the classroom. They're going to make something that can um, hopefully exemplify what that body system or a part of that body system does. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to be the first time that we do it. Wow. Um, so hopefully it goes well. I'm sure I will be posting pictures on Twitter. But you know, but you know that's, <laughs> but, that's a lot of what, what us teachers have to do. Be willing to try something new and, and don't worry if it fails and, you know, just just let the kids try something. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, if you don't try, then you'll never know. Yeah. And who knows, um, maybe we have to change plans in the middle of it, but I'm really hoping that it's going to be a great time. And, and I think honestly, if you just go into it with excitement and telling the kids, Hey, we've never done this before. Let's see what happens. Then I think they also have that mindset of like, yeah, let's try this. This sounds fun. So that's at least what I try. Yeah. But what are, what are you doing? Um, what cool, fun STEM things have you done or what's coming up? Well, I, I mean, I, I always look for ways to, to combine, you know, STEM with, with high school algebra. Cause that's, that's, that's what I, what I teach mainly. Um, so, mm -hmm. so every, every lesson I, I look for, um, good story problems, not like, you know, Johnny has, you know, 47 gallons of mayonnaise and, you know, those kind of story problems are just, kids see right through that they they see you're trying too hard so I always <laughs> yeah. like huh yeah I was agreeing with you oh okay sorry um it, but I always like to try to get um a story problem maybe based off of of uh, selling stuff at the school store and so you know a lot of you know schools have a school store so I'll just easily adapt something to ordering some t-shirts to sell at the school store or um, buying candy to sell at the school store, or how many how many people came in and that was the admission price. And um, but just just making it something real and tangible is is yeah. much better than those story problems that are just abstract and 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 really hokey and um, and lame. I mean, those kids those kids. Right. Know. Um, yeah, I mean, I can remember I can remember uh, word problems that my teachers in high school would use when they would use different people around the school too. Like yeah. I remember those more than I remember anything else. Yes. I, I always, uh, I, I take all the, um, all the characters from Napoleon Dynamite. They're always the, they're always the characters <laughs> in my, in my story problems on my tests. So, uh, it's always oh, Kip and Napoleon and, and Pedro so, and Deb. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, love but that also, movie. But also, um, just this this year, because uh, we have winter for a long time where I where I live uh, in the state of Michigan in the United States, and and it's just winter for a long time. So I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have the kids um, plant some seeds. I know it's high school math; it's not elementary science. Um, and so I brought in a bunch of bean seeds, and I said, bring a water bottle, and and then I, I had them cut the water bottle and put dirt in it because that water bottle is clear. I had them put the seed right on the side so that they could watch uh, those roots start to grow. And I had them awesome. start taking pictures of it every day. 
um, with just like set in front of the whiteboard and so that they could write day whatever. Uh, and then all those photos uh, turn into a time lapse. Uh, That's so done. cool. And, and so, uh, and, and, and the kids, I tell you what, these are high school kids and, and they are so excited when they're being <laughs> sprouts. You know, <laughs> one girl hers did not sprout, did not sprout. And then it finally oh. sprouted and she's like, I'm so excited and like a happy, proud parent. And, and it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, and it was just like, I'm just going to try this. I'm just, we're just going to have fun. And sometimes the kids are like, why are we doing this again? And I, and I say, we're just doing it to, to, to plant something and grow something. Now, sneaky in, in my head, I know, you know, I got them using some technology to take a time lapse. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're learning just about how much water do they dump in that thing because some kids have no idea. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and next year, you know, I'll make sure that I actually have them actually recording the height um, as it grows. But, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty neat. Just, just try something with the kids, right? So. Yeah, that sounds fun. And they'll, they're going to remember that. Yeah. And actually, I'll, 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 I'll give credit where credit is due. I was listening to one of, one of Tori's podcasts on Steam Up the Classroom. <laughs> uh, you need to check out her podcasts. They're great. She has great, uh, great guests. And um, you can also find her website, steamuptheclassroom.com. Um, oh, thanks, Chris. You know, and, <laughs> thanks for the plug. And, and subscribe to it. Um, it's, it's great. There's some, some great, good interviews. But she was, you, were, you were talking with a, um, one of your friends who uh, runs a community garden and, and things like that. And so I said, I'm going to try it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm glad that my podcast made a little impact on you. Yeah. Makes a smile. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, here's, here's another good question. And, and we're probably getting towards the end of the show for both of us here. Um, mm -hmm. Thanks again for, for listening to both of our, our podcasts here together as we do this, this joint podcast. Um, I want to ask you, uh, Tori, what do you, what do you see as the, the future of STEM education? Ooh, I feel like that's such a, I mean, that's a tough question. Yeah. Cause what is the future, right? Yeah. Um, I really hope that STEM education continues to build and continues to grow. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope that, um, we are able as teachers to to get the funding and the support that we need to to be able to provide the opportunities for the kids and to enable them and and and, and make it so that they can um, see what the possibilities are for STEM. I mean, I had conferences, one-on-one -on -one conferences with the kids a couple weeks ago, and I always just like to ask them. What, what's your future plans? Like not asking them what their career, what they want to be in their career or anything like that. And my favorite are the kids that say, well, I don't know. And yeah. I think that that's so great because when, then I'll counter that and I'll say, that's cool. Maybe your plans haven't been invented yet. Maybe whatever you end up doing in life, whether it be a career or hobby or whatever, maybe you're going to create that. And it's always so cool because they light up and they're like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, everything has to be invented. Everything has to be created. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be the person that does that. And I feel like that exemplifies what the future of STEM is, that the possibilities are truly endless. And, and we as teachers just have to help the kids see that and see that they can go into STEM fields and, yeah. 
and just expose them to as much as possible. But I'm I'm excited and um and I'm excited honestly to see what all my students end up doing. Hopefully if I'll be yeah. able to, you know, follow along in their lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see what what happens when they graduate and down the road. I just it's it's really cool being an educator and being oh, exposed to all of the different um community aspects and all the kids and I just feel like we see it so much too. Like what really is the future? Let's try and make it a possibility for these kids. But yeah. what do you think? What what do you think the future of STEM is? I, I think we're I think we're already starting to move past that that beginning phase of when it's just a buzzword and a few people know about it. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody starts going to conferences about STEM and, and everybody starts adding a, you know, a STEM program to their school. Because I think we see a lot of those things happening already. I, yep. I, I think this next step is, is what, we're, what we're even starting to get into where, where people are starting to add, I mean, people have already added the A for STEAM, you know, for art uh, or whatever other word you want to have start with A. Um, and then I think you're starting to going to see more and more people realizing that it's not just that science, technology, engineering, and math, and it's only in those classrooms. I think people are yeah. going to start to see more and more that it, it can be added to everything. Um, and, and I guess that's, you know, that's why yours is called steam up the classroom and mine is STEM every day. <laughs> we both believe that, that it's, that it's part of an everyday, every classroom, every student kind of thing. So, um, what I, yeah. And that there is value in having it across all subjects too. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think you're going to start to see more and more, you know, companies coming out with, with kits and curriculums and programs because, you know, of course, where there's funding, that means somebody wants to get the funding. Um, but but I think I think the real, truly innovative STEM and STEAM people are the ones that are are doing it each and every day uh, with those kids. And, and like you said, um, helping inspire them, helping them to create and, and become the future inventors and the future designers of, of everything in this world. So, yeah. Good answer. I love it. <laughs> It's it's fun talking here, you know, back and forth with with another STEM STEAM podcaster. Um, you, all of you educators listening, you're probably you're probably like saying, you know, they they're just saying the same thing over and over again twice. You know what? No, I don't think so. No, actually, I don't I'm, think. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope hopefully someone that's listening gets something out of it. That's what I t- tell myself at least. Yep, I I I think so. So here, my final fun question, and if you have a final question for me, I'll let you ask afterwards. I always like to ask, what person in STEM, past or present, would you like to have maybe come as a guest speaker in your classroom or, um, or just for dinner, but um, maybe, maybe both. They'll, they'll do both. They'll come in, they'll be a guest speaker, and then they'll stick around and, and have, have dinner with you. <laughs> okay, so thinking about this, I honestly, I'm going to have to say that I would, well, I feel like I need a list of people. I'm going to throw myself a dinner party. And you I'm can going have to a dinner have, party. Go for it. I'm going to have uh, many guests. I, I honestly, I love, I live for it, talking to my STEM friends on Twitter. Oh. And I have my favorite hashtag primary STEM chat friends. And obviously you and I have connected and yep. I talked about Mandy and JC. I would love to put us all in one big room <laughs> and just connect 
and I like I tell myself someday I'm going to get to Australia it's going to happen so I can meet these people and someday I'm going to get to Pittsburgh so I can meet Mandy and JC but if I could have everyone in the same room and we could all talk I one I feel like it would be the most enthusiastic room ever oh yeah and Oh, yeah. And too, I just, I would just love to be able to meet everyone face to face, because I think we all have so much to offer. And it would just be, I would have to probably make the dinner party like a week long or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know you're probably looking for, you know, someone that No, that was perfect. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. That's awesome. That's a um, great answer. And my question, my final question for you is, I know you've been, you said you've been teaching for a long time, so uh -huh. I was probably, um, probably have to think about it for a second, but the best STEM moment or teaching moment that you've ever had, what stands out or one of the best? Like, what do you think? Wow. Best STEM moment. You want to share with the people. Best, te <laughs> best teaching moment. I, I tell you what, um, I, I have moments every, every seemingly every week, at least, um, I'll, all during every year of teaching. Uh, I, have, I have the benefit of being able to teach in a small town. And so when I go to the store, to the grocery store, I go to Walmart, I go to whatever places, I'll see my students. And, and when they say, hey, Mr. Woods, and, um, and, and they get to, to see me in, in my natural habitat, you know, or to them, it's, their, yeah. it's an unnatural habitat. They're like, <laughs> You know what? Are you, what are you doing here? Well, I'm buying my groceries. I'm I'm actually and and actually at the same time I'm I'm snapping pictures of of prices and and um, equations that I see on the on the. I tell you what, when you look at the paper towel rolls, you know why can't they just say these are six rolls? You know, and these six rolls actually equal eighteen rolls. And so, yes, I'm I'm sitting there in the in the aisle taking pictures of those, and my kids will think that's hilarious. Um, but I, but I love seeing my students and, and having them actually want to say hi to me, uh, out in the yeah. community. I think, I think that says a lot, um, when, when your students do that to you. Um, and I'm sure other teachers know that feeling. Um, to me, that's, that's what makes it all worth it. That's, that's why I get up and, and try hard every day in, in my classroom. So. I love that. So. I feel the same way. I love seeing the kids out and about. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and so, um, it's, it's, that's, that's why we teach. That's why we do all these STEM things. That's why we do these STEAM things, um, to, to try to make those connections with kids. And, and honestly, STEM and STEAM just end up being a whole lot of fun. I second that and third that and fourth that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to say thank you to Tori, um, Tori Cameron for yep. joining the podcast today. Definitely check her out on Twitter um, at steam up the CLSRM classroom. Um, check her out, check her up, um, check her out and her podcast and, and subscribe to it. Uh, it's steam up the classroom. And, and I want to say thank you to you, Tori, for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. This has been awesome. I like being on the other side, you know, interviewing each other. This has been yeah. really cool. Yeah. And thanks so much um, for inviting me onto yours. And, and now that we've combined uh, episodes, this has been really awesome. If you want to find Chris Woods, he's at Daily STEM on Twitter. And his website is dailystem.com. Yeah. 
and 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 then the podcast is the STEM Everyday Podcast. Uh, oh, check yep. it out. Check, Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I I wanted to say, you know, we we appreciate when when people do subscribe to our podcasts and leave reviews because because that, that that helps. And then share them with your friends. Share them with your teacher friends, your educator friends, um, because because we've got ideas that we just we just want to help share those ideas with you, educators who are who are out there um, making an impact on those kids' lives. Yeah. And as always, if anyone's interested in joining either one of our podcasts, feel free to reach out. All right. And thanks again for listening to our podcast today. Yeah. Thanks again. Bye.